Hey y'all, before we begin, I want to make sure you know about my live parent workshops. One Friday a month, I host a live virtual parent workshop on topics related to raising neurodivergent kids and teens. We cover topics like how to talk to your child about their diagnosis, how to support negative self-talk, and navigating school for your child. You can register for workshops one at a time, or you can become an all-access subscriber on Substack for instant access to all the workshops and replays. To browse the workshop library and subscribe, go to learnwithdremily.substack.com and click Parent Workshops. Hey y'all, before we begin, if you're a school administrator who loves watching your teachers and students thrive, but you feel your staff needs more training to meet the needs of such a diverse group of learners, I am here for you. I am now offering professional development for pre-K through 8th grade educators, both in-person and virtually. For more information about pricing and scheduling, go to learnwithdremily.com schools to get started. Welcome to Learn with Dr. Emily, the podcast where parents and teachers come together for neurodivergent youth. I'm your host, Dr. Emily King, child psychologist and former school psychologist, and I am on a mission to help everyone understand that nurturing neurodivergent children isn't about changing them, but about changing us. Each week, I share my thoughts on topics related to child development, mental health, parenting, education, and parent-teacher collaboration. You can read more on my Substack at learnwithdremily.substack.com or listen here. So let's get started with today's topic. Hey y'all, we are going to dive in today to why I think it's time that we rethink homework, especially for our neurodivergent students. So I want you to imagine the following. You wake up in the morning, ready to implement your well-crafted morning routine that includes the most efficient way to get your child clothed, fed, packed up, and in the car with the fewest moments of frustration, tears, and conflict with siblings. Because school is hard for your child, making it through the morning routine and into the school building is your child's first triumph of the day. During that school day, your child is faced with challenging tasks. There will be spoken language to process, pencils to grip, bodies to keep still, transitions to initiate, social interactions to understand, and non-preferred academics to work on and complete. Your child will be exhausted when they get to you at pickup. This is understandable. They have just left it all on the field of the classroom. They need time to recover to engage in preferred play, and to rest and reconnect with you. But before they can rest, some days your child will have a therapy appointment to work on emotional regulation, language skills, motor skills, or sensory needs. But what happens when you get home? Sometimes there's homework. Your child does not yet work independently, so now you are their teacher, except you don't have a degree in special education. Not only do you not know how to teach your exhausted child, you're also trying to cook dinner, pick up a sibling from dance, and return a work call because you left work early to be home with your child after school. So now you are exhausted too. So why are we giving homework to our most worn out students? There are many costs, but are there any benefits? I think there can be if we first determine a student's readiness for homework. And we have to plan and support them along the way as they develop. So here's how I propose that we do that. Children have a need for play. 
So some schools in America have begun to do away with assigning homework before fifth grade due to the developmental need for play and movement. Elementary age children are still learning through play and need time for unstructured play and structured arts, music, and sports time after school. A school day's worth of academic learning is enough at this age, and young children need time outside to move their bodies, free time to recover from the demands placed on them, and quiet time to be alone with their thoughts or to connect with their family. Prior to being developmentally ready for independent work, the only homework that I believe should be assigned is nightly reading with a parent adult family member, or an older sibling. Reading with someone builds connection, imagination, attention span, and social comprehension skills that create feelings of security and confidence, which both lead to a love of learning. So why are some children not homework ready at the same time as their peers? So when I say homework ready, I really am referring to your child's ability to emotionally regulate and have executive functioning skills. These are the two things you really need to do homework. And most of us think about just needing to understand the academic task to do homework. But even if you understand it, you're not going to want to do it if you're exhausted and you're not going to want to do it if you can't pay attention. So for children with anxiety surrounding academic work due to a learning disability, attention difficulties, or difficulty working in groups, they're often exhausted by the end of the school day. Talk to any parent of an autistic child and they will tell you that their child's optimal time for focusing and learning is not 4 to 6 p.m., much less 7 to 9 p.m. if there is even more homework to do. If a child is fighting or refusing during homework time, there's a reason. As educators and parents, we must pay attention to these patterns of emotional distress We've got to figure out the cost-benefit of homework for kids and collaborate on a plan for the most supportive learning experience, either in the classroom or at home. Okay, so when are kids ready for homework? The benefit of homework is in the extra practice that leads to the mastery of a concept, either academic or organizational. It should lead to a higher confidence of a skill, when a student returns to school to be proud of the work they did to show their teacher. In order to do homework independently, though, students must have pretty solid executive functioning. So during the elementary years, it's expected for parents to help a child with homework. Many young children are not ready to sit and do work all on their own. Children's attention spans and fine motor skills are still developing, so they all need support to remain seated and complete work. And herein lies the argument for no homework at all before fifth grade until their ability to sit, focus, and write are independent. I want to say hi to all the teachers out there learning with me. Thank you so much for being an educator. I see you and appreciate you and how you keep showing up for our students every single day. In my work as a school psychologist, I know that it helps to have a way to stay organized when thinking about your students' needs. That's why I created two free resources for you. The Regulation Roster helps you notice how your students seek emotional regulation and keep track of it, and the Reframing Behavior Worksheet helps you problem-solve emotional dysregulation when it happens. For these free downloads, go to learnwithdreemily.com roster. 
or learnwithdremily.com slash reframing behavior to get started. I want to welcome any parents who are new to this journey. If your child has just been identified as autistic or diagnosed with ADHD, learning differences, or is twice exceptional, welcome. You are in the right place. You may also be overwhelmed by all the calls and emails you're having to make to providers as you're building your child's team. That's why I created the Referral Tracker, which is a free download at learnwithdremily.com tracker. This free resource explains what each provider does and gives you a template to keep track of all your research. Just go to learnwithdremily.com tracker to get started. While homework is given in elementary years to master reading, writing, and math skills, homework for fifth graders and beyond is more helpful to focus on executive functioning skills because really kids are understanding what they're learning, but they may not be able to focus on it and organize their materials. I'll stop here just to add one tip for noticing if your child is ready to sit and focus is to think about times you have seen them in non-academic settings in the week. So for instance, sitting at dinner or sitting and waiting without a screen for a sibling. Can they do these things? Can they look at a book and for how long? So what is your child's attention span when they're asked to sit and do something that is not academic, like play a game? Do they always need someone with them or do they have trouble doing things, playing on their own and doing things on their own? So our executive functioning encompasses our planning, organizing, initiating, attending, shifting focus, and our execution of the actual task. That's a lot of steps. So we need these skills to turn our ideas into plans and actions. So our executive functioning, which is located in the frontal lobe of our brain, does not fully develop until our mid-20s. So when we assign homework to preteens and teenagers without also teaching them how to organize it, execute the work, we're doing them a huge disservice. We can't just let them try the homework and see what happens. That's why so many kids don't know where any of their papers are because we haven't taught them where they should put their papers. So most children shift from needing a parent to sit down with them to complete homework to completing it on their own sometime between third and fifth grade. However, children with learning disabilities, ADHD, anxiety, or autism, basically any learning difference that impacts executive functioning skills, they may not be able to work independently for several more years, and every child is different. So children are ready for homework when they can complete at least some of it on their own, so we don't leave them feeling defeated. Okay, one warning I want to put in here about middle school. Many neurodivergent students are not yet independent with homework by middle school, yet the traditional middle school years expect them to be. When the middle school load of homework increases before a child's ability to work independently increases, we're met with lots of frustration from the child and the parents. So what can parents do here? It's better to reduce the amount of work, in my opinion, so your child can practice being independent rather than helping your child get all this work done, because then we're not allowing them to have autonomy. So try asking your child's IEP team for modified homework, where teachers can 
assign the amount of homework they know the child is capable of doing independently. More challenging tasks that could help the student grow, such as long-term projects and reports, can be assigned with the student's need for support in mind, such as graphic organizers or shorter deadlines on small portions of a project to teach time management. So overall, my big takeaway with thinking about homework is teaching our children a work-life balance. The background here for me is because I went to graduate school directly after college, and you can go back and listen to the podcast I did on what school was like for me, but because I went to graduate school right after college, I had homework from age five to age 26. It was a constant part of my life until my mid-20s, and I remember the relief I felt when I didn't have homework anymore. You probably have this relief, any of you listening, after high school or after college. Now I go out of my way to plan healthy boundaries in my own work so that I don't bring work home. Shouldn't we be teaching our children how to have healthy boundaries around work and play? Shouldn't we be teaching them how to balance work completion and time with family and friends? So even though I go out of my way to set these boundaries for myself, it's still hard for me honestly, because I was in school for so long. I am used to having homework, so I find it even harder to set boundaries on myself to not bring work home. All children benefit from these lessons of work-life balance, and they're watching us. They're watching how we balance our work and our life and all of our time. But our neurodivergent children, they're the most vulnerable to understanding and feeling this work-life balance, and their discomfort is demanding that we change the system for them. So when homework is assigned in a certain quantity that's the same for everyone, we ignore the fact that each student has a different amount of gas in their tank at the end of the day. When we ask students to keep working after school when their tank is on empty, we risk damaging their love of learning and we fill them with dread for going to school tomorrow. So if you feel like homework is harming your child's mental health or your relationship with your child, you might be right. And I want you to talk to your child's teacher about it and come up with a solution. This has been Learn with Dr. Emily at the podcast. For more resources, including both parent, teacher, and school resources, visit learnwithdremily.com or read my substack at learnwithdremily.substack.com. Also, we are publishing this podcast weekly, so make sure you're subscribed by pressing the plus, follow, or subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're using right now. This podcast is edited by EarFluence. All information discussed on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have immediate concerns about your child, please reach out to a mental health or medical professional. I'm Dr. Emily King, and we will keep learning together next week.